Welcome and hello. This is Parker McFinney on Stardust Stereo, your astrologer and your source for what's going on. What we say in astrology is, as above, so below. Today we're going to be talking about Venus retrograde. Currently, Venus is retrograde, and it's been retrograde since May 13th. And as Venus is retrograde, we'll discuss the ways in which you can really utilize this period of revaluing, reconnecting, rewriting, and reducing. Those are some of the key words that happens when Venus goes retrograde. It's an RE sort of event. Anything that starts with RE, and then you can use a combination of the general meaning of Venus, and then you know where to dig in and get rid of and realign and recommunicate with others that you love. Venus is the planet that rules our love vibrations. What we need to feel love and how we also express love. It also is the planet that has rulership over our value system. So while it's retrograde, we often come into a period in which we have an opportunity to do a check-in and see if our needs are still being met, if our partner's needs are still being met, if there's changes that have come about that haven't yet been communicated or expressed. Now is a a great time to really have a heart-to-heart and kind of up your loving vibration. Um, We see this very much in the world today. And I feel that this is an opportunity to sort of spiral up. Take your uh, innate energy, your innate love nature that everybody has, and try to develop it to rise above the circumstances that we find ourselves in today and using this love vibration to be more... Um, Loving, really. That's the whole point, isn't it? So let's talk a little bit about when it went retrograde, what's happening right now, and what we might expect in the next couple of months. Because Venus is in Gemini. And today it happens to be at 16 degrees Gemini. And the last date that it was at 16 degrees, Gemini was April 24th. That's when it was still in direct motion. So today, being the 30th of May, it's now been retrograde for a couple of weeks, and it has returned to that 16 degrees Gemini. And so where that 16 degrees falls in your chart, and you can have this calculated online for free. There's many sites, astrolab.com. And if you just Google, get a free birth chart, you can usually go online and punch in the day you were born, the city, the time, 
and it'll pop up your chart. And you can look and see where the glyph, the icon for Gemini, which looks to like two, uh, like the number two in the Roman numerals, and see where it falls in your chart. But if you don't want to go through all the energy of that, you can still take this information of Venus being smack dab in the middle of the zodiac sign Gemini and know that its rulership is all about how you communicate the love because the rulership of Gemini is Mercury and so Venus being in the sign of Gemini will look at yes the love component but we also want to look at the way we communicate that love and you can look at your chart and just look to see where the house where that glyph of uh, Gemini is and know that that house is where you can pour a lot of your energy right now and it'd be quite useful and there's 12 houses in the zodiac in the zodiac chart you know the astro wheel there's 12 houses and you just go along and look at the house and I'll give you a little rundown about what each house means. The first house is the self, the second house is monetary, the third house is siblings, the fourth house is the home, fifth house deals with children and creativity, sixth house is your day-to-day -day work and also house cleaning and pets Seventh house is partners, business, and also romantic. The eighth house is your partner's money or monies that you don't actually earn, but you benefit from. It also is a little bit of a taboo house, what we call, because it rules the sexual energy. It rules, it's more of a psychological, in-depth house. Sex, de death, taxes, other people's money. The ninth house rules your uh, higher education, other cultures, your belief system. The tenth house is your standing in the community and your boss. The eleventh house is friends, long-term hopes and wishes. And the twelfth house is the retreat house. It's where you have your little cave to restore. There's many other meanings that are applied to all those houses, but those are just some of the basic, uh, straightforward front doors of those houses. So wherever 16 degrees Venus falls in your chart, you can know that that's the area. If it falls in, say, your 12th house and Venus is there and it's retrograde, uh, that restoring component um, in your life maybe it's the art studio maybe it's your bedroom where you go and read and hide maybe it's the bathroom where you take Blanche Dubois baths and restore your skin and your sense of calmness but you would know that that Venus hanging out in that 12th house for what's going to be actually several months means that that's the area where you can pay attention to and discover new loves. Perhaps another way of looking at this, if you don't want to go into the bother of, um, or the effort of seeing where how, what house it's tran transporting this energy to, 
you can know that just in general, Venus, like I said before, rules love. How you receive it, how you get it, how you give it, how you put it out there to the universe. And really, the key right now is in spiraling upward. And as it goes through this retrograde cycle, one of the most important and useful tools is to love thyself. Right now, we're in such a stressful time for so many people. And in the last couple of days, we've had a lot of angst that's been expressed by the African-American community. A lot of really tragic events have occurred that do not reflect love at all on any level. And right now, America is in a really crisis and sad time. And so the upping of your love vibration helps to have us heal have us learn the higher lesson of accepting each other to do no harm, to cause no harm, and to help those that are close to you if they don't understand, have them under, everybody understands love. So have them in your arms, have them in your thoughts, help to elevate this vibration right now. And what I would also add to this is that the Venus retrograde period can often bring past loves into your life or memories of the past loves or past relationships in which you might have had some regret. So this is an excellent time to write love letters, to write forgiveness letters, to even just write poetry, to explore your creative and compassionate and artistic abilities to communicate whatever love means to you. And the written word is really very strong right now because Venus is in the sign of Gemini, which rules communication. I want to go through each little mode of the signs and how the Venus and Gemini might activate for you. The air signs, Gemini is an air sign, and the air signs are Aquarius, Libra, and Gemini. And so as Venus is in Gemini, those three signs will benefit the most mojo from it because they're going to really flow with this Venus energy in Gemini. And Aquarius, by its very own nature, is dealing with humankind. So Aquarius really gets a big plug-in to be able to align itself with this Gemini and Venus vibration. Libra, of course, is all about love and wants harmony. So it, as well, will have an easy flow. It's in a what we call a trine angle, both Aquarius and Libra. Now, of all the signs, the sign Gemini, and I'm speaking of sun signs here, your sun sign is in the same sign as Venus. So you're really going to get the strongest wind of how you feel about love, what you value, where you want to point that arrow of love and how to embrace within yourself 
self-love. Then we have the earth signs. The earth signs will, this is again, I'm speaking of the sun sign, earth signs. They're going to struggle a little bit more with the adjustment of this Venus in Gemini. And it's Virgo is in square. So there'll be a little bit of maybe some odd feelings, odd kind of contradictions within the self. I love this but sort of sentences that happen. So it's an excellent time for you to kind of X out that but part by exploring a little bit more where the roadblocks are to your expressing love for yourself and for others. Taurus is just one sign behind Gemini, so it will have a better go of it of all the earth signs and understanding Gemini's mental capacity to love because Gemini in Aries really likes to talk about love and it idealizes love through words and it's a much more flowing element than the Taurus sun sign would prefer. They want the really tangible things that they can hold. All right, you love me and I want to hear it and that's great, but you know, you can show me that you love me by creating a great meal or some small token. So they they get Gemini, but they're not 100% in the same way uh, expressing their love quality. Capricorn, the third earth sign, is in an inconjunct to Gemini. That's uh, 150 degrees. And that's a real adjustment. So Capricorn's needs in love and way of expressing love really has to sit down and work a little bit harder to understand where Venus and Gemini is coming from. So have some patience with the Capricorn people in your life. If you are a Gemini sun sign, if they don't quite get the way in which you express your love vibration, it's not an impossible task to find a meeting ground, but it means a little bit more compromise and shared likes and dislikes because Venus and Gemini also deals with just your preferred way of expressing love. And that may be, oh, wow, let's, you know, go to a Zoom book reading club and somebody who has a sun sign in Capricorn might not quite get that so you're going to have to work a little bit harder or uh, in a different angle to reach their heart Um, it's not going to work just with words they also are tangible so you know sure I'll join the zoom book club but Can we have some little reality around it in the here and now? Maybe we can share amongst ourselves uh, back and forth discussions about what this book club is going to mean and who's going to lead and who's going to follow and have some structure to it because Sun Sun Capricorns really love structure. So if you can put some structure into the events that you want to share, uh, that's a better way to kind of open up the sun sign Capricorn heart to this Gemini in Venus vibration. The third group is the fire signs. And Sagittarius, Leo, and Aries are those fire signs. Now Sagittarius will be in opposition 
to this Venus and Gemini energy. And so it's like being on a seesaw. It's completely opposite of the mode of operation that Sagittarius sun sign is used to, but there is definitely some attraction there because as we know, opposites always attract. So their curiosity will be really gotten through just being open and communicative and maybe raising some of the bigger issues and bigger questions in life because the philosophical investigations are what really grabs on to Sagittarius. Now, Gemini, Venus is all about the really specific uh, little pointers of that big philosophy. So that's one area that you can kind of um, grab the heart with. Uh, take a streamlined subject matter and then go in depth uh, with it. Leo is in a 60-degree relationship to that Venus in Gemini, and that's a real flowing relationship. So as long as you are paying attention to a Leo sun, it doesn't really matter too much what you say. <laughs> as long as there's a smile on your face and you make them the star. Aries is never shy about anything. Sun sign Aries is never shy. And they are also in a flow relationship with this Venus and Gemini. And it, it's a real eye-opener for them uh, to have an opportunity to explore areas that, that, that they can pioneer and learn about. So when Venus is in Gemini, for them, it's welcomed because it, bring the, it can bring the possibility of new knowledge or a new kind of element in the relationship that's maybe a little bit more brother-sister-like, which is very, very much about um, Venus and Gemini. It's, it's the twins, and it's, like I said, it's intellectual, and it's communication, and... Aries loves anything that's new. So if you approach your love quest uh, with this new path of newness and uh, very friendly vibration, then doors are certainly going to open. So those are a little bit of information of how each sun sign can respond to Venus in Gemini, because it's going to be in Gemini until August 8th. It will go direct on June 25th. So June 25th, Venus retrograde will go direct, but it stays in the same sign of Gemini until August 8th. So we've been in periods where one planet stays in the same sign for quite a long time. But interesting enough, this summer, we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of planets in a certain sign staying there for months on end. So what that says to me is that the universe is giving us an opportunity to truly explore what that zodiac sign, the zodiac sign symbolizes and then how to express that in the particular planet that it's hanging out in for so long. So as Venus goes through this Gemini Zodiac placement 
for these months, I think a great thing to truly embrace, and especially in lieu of events that have happened this year and also this week, is to explore the concept of the love of brother and sister, that we are all really related on the spirit level to everybody on this earth plane and to really embrace holding hands with our brothers and sisters on this planet, especially those that are suffering and try to spiral up, like I said, and lift the hearts in a way that lightens the load. Now, all of June, Venus is in a square relationship to Mars, and all of June, Venus is in a square relationship to Neptune. And square relationships are not to be feared, that's the 90 degree angle, because the truth is the movers and the shakers of the world are the ones that get things done. And more often than not, movers and shakers are the ones that have really tense relationships amongst the planets within their chart. So even if you have a really pretty easygoing chart, you can still feel a little bit of this, you know, kind of convoluted struggle energy of Venus and Mars and Venus and Neptune in the month of June. And rather than seeing that as a downer, you can look at that as an opportunity to work out the Mars energy and to work out the Neptune energy, which will not happen necessarily easy. And Mars rules the the way in which we go about getting things done. So when Venus is in a square to Mars, it indicates a little bit of tension between the female and the male sexes, and that's in general for the whole month. And it's probably also, I would say, true because of the stress that everybody's under in the entire world, but especially the components of America, where so much is unknown about how the future is going to be going gone forward. And then Venus in square of Neptune is about the conflict between my fantasy idealism of love and how it's not necessarily being met. And how can I uh, come to a conclusion that's working for me of my ideal and trying to make it real? or the ideal that's not yet real, but being at peace with the space in between. You know, where my dream hasn't happened yet, but I'm working toward it. So that square shows the struggle and the effort that we put forward. And Venus in squared to Mars, when it's squared to Mars, it shows the tension between the sexes, but everybody knows attraction actually comes between two people when sparks fly. And sparks fly because of the friction that is created. So I'm speaking on a really low level of the friction or the fun that happens when you flirt with somebody, the friction of the unknown, the little bit of wordplay that can happen, that excitement energy. That's the kind of friction that I'm speaking of, not like hardcore friction where we're uncomfortable friction. There's good friction and there's bad friction. And I'm talking about the good friction. So 
those are just some thoughts that I want to leave you with, with Venus and Gemini for the entire period that Venus is in Gemini with the retrograde period and then also when it goes direct. So when it goes direct on June 25th, you'll be getting a little bit more of green lights for purchases that you might want to make that maybe are a big investment and you're a little afraid to make them. I would do my research right now for finding items that are on sale and then looking for the things that are re reduced that are needed. And then when Venus goes direct on the 25th, I would definitely consider making a purchase from that research that you've done. Now, obviously there are some deals that are gonna happen. And if you don't wanna wait, the rule with the retrograde of any planet is you triple check everything three times before you sign on the dotted line. So that's it for today's podcast with Parker Stardust Podcaster. I'm wishing you well, and I want to tell you that you can go to kitchensorry.com and on my links on that website, I have a golden cauldron. You can make a donation or you can become a patron because I've lined up this podcast with patron and that's one way that you can contribute and help this site continue to go forth and make golden coins come in. I want to send out a thank you to Ceciliana Trevino who has helped me with this podcast so much. And I want to wish you well and I say to you, remember you are made of stardust, so now go shine.